Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change is organic. On Tuesday, June 2nd, thousands of protesters gathered near the White House to begin a march around the nation's capital. Here's a clip from the day's protests featuring a chant that literally hasn't left my head since probably Saturday. While the protesters, the police, our president, and pretty much everyone else involved expected the march to loop around and end back at the White House, the organizers of Tuesday's protests had a much more meaningful location planned. At about 6.30, thousands of Americans from all over the country followed Aaron Covington and his group called His Mission up onto the steps of the Lincoln Memorial for a round of speeches. Kneeling on the steps, listening to Aaron speak, surrounded by people hungry for a change. It was impossible to overlook the similarities between this moment in 2020 and Martin Luther King Jr.'s address at the March on Washington in 1963. I was so inspired by the emotion in Aaron's words and his obvious commitment to making a change, and I want to share a little bit of his speech with you now. I want y'all to understand something right now. I was not here in 64, nor was I here in 63. <laughs> but look where we are. Look at the legacy that's been here already. Look at the history. Not only MLK spoke here, but so many other people spoke here too now. Million men marches have been here. Yeah. 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 Woo. Million women marches have been here. Yeah. Yeah. I want y'all to understand the power of this specific location. For some reason, God chose this location to be heard around the nation for generations upon generations. Scrolling through Instagram, watching the news, and having conversations with people about the protests, I realized that there are some very relevant questions in the minds of people watching the movement. Among these questions were two really important ones that I've definitely been thinking about and that many of you may be thinking as well. Number one, what are these protesters hoping to gain from this movement? And number two, how can I get involved and what can I do to help? I reached out to Aaron Covington, the leader of Tuesday's massive DC protest, to ask him about his background, the organization of the protest, and to get his take on those questions. Do you think you could start off by telling me a little bit about your background and how you got so involved in the movement? Um, my background, I'm coming from a long little line of pastors, so. I'm just, my background's coming from, from a Christian background. Um, my grandfather was a pastor, my dad was a pastor. Um, I'm not going to be a pastor, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, outside of that, I was always raised up in an environment where faith was key. Like, faith was the number one thing that was taught to me. And if you don't believe in something, it'll never happen. Me getting started in all this, I didn't get started in, in any of this until 
last Saturday, this past Saturday. Previously, before I did march with Freddie Gray, so the uh, march on Freddie Gray in Baltimore City, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, I definitely did. I was there for that. Um, I had a pretty nice little role in that, too. I just started walking down the street. Me and another one of my friends at that time in Baltimore, we just started walking down the street, started chanting, and then people just literally started following us. And that was the first time I ever had an experience with that. I believe that was 2014, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then since then, I've never done anything like that again. I've not wanted to go out there and protest or anything like that. And we went out there Saturday with a group of five of us. We went out there Saturday, and uh, we weren't trying to go lead anything. That was not our intention. Because the, day, the night before, Friday at night, people started going out to protest. And we were like, they went out Friday. My roommate at the time, she was, my roommate, she was telling me, she was like, oh, they're going out Friday, man. We should go out there tomorrow. I was like, you know what? Let's go out there tomorrow. So let's go out there and just go be out with people. Let's go. This is history right here. So let's go out there and march with the people. So we get out there. We just started walking down the street. Just, uh, chant, no justice, no peace, and Black Lives Matter. I would say before seven blocks were up, we had about 20 people just following us profusely just because it was like people were literally waiting to find somebody on the street to come walk with. People literally were, had signs and had signs that were walking down the street um, just saying Black Lives Matter just on the sidewalk, but they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have a crowd or anybody to, I would say, quote-unquote, lead them through the process. So when they, once they saw us, we were just all collectively just walking down the street saying no justice, no peace, and then people just literally started flocking to us. It was nothing that was organized. There was nothing that was planned. It's just how that just ended up happening organically. It literally organically happened that way. As a leader of one of the protests here in D.C., what are you hoping comes as a result of the movement? What's the end goal? Yes, definitely. Um, that's a pretty easy question. The end goal for all of this is, well, we have, we have a short-term end goal and we have a long-term end goal. Our short-term end goal is for our next generation, the next generation to come through, to only have to read about what we're going through in books. That is our short-term goal for, for what we want to try and enact change now because this year is such a key year with the election and everything and people needing to get out and have their voice heard in the election, in the election booth. That is one of the most key things. Not only do you need to be uh, voting for your president, but you need to be voting for your council, uh, council citymen, your aldermen, your court officials. You need to be uh, reaching out and uh, voting for your mayors because these people you can touch a lot quicker and easier than it is to reach out to your president and your, your governor and things like that or your um, senator. So uh, that change, vote for not just your president, but vote for the people that are in your city and do your research on these people and make sure that those people are for what you believe in. Our long-term goal is for people to be able to be seen as just no ethnicity, but simply as man and woman. So when I go down the street, I don't see that that's an Asian brother or that's a, or that's a Caucasian brother or that's a black brother there, but simply, hey, how you doing, sir? How you doing, ma'am? And that's it. And that's how we think because we're no longer looking at race, but we're looking at people as people should be looked at and as, as one. I think a lot of people feel helpless, young people in particular, and they aren't really sure how they can support the movement if they can't go out and join the marches and the protests in their cities. What would you say is the best way for young people to get involved, and what can they do to offer their support? Definitely. Um, right now, you guys can follow me on my Instagram at A-C-S-W-O-R-L-D, the number one. That's A-C-S-W-O-R-L-D, one. There's other people here that, that you can also reach out to as well. The name of our organization is His Mission. And I just wanted to mention this Saturday, we are going to be back live at the Lincoln Memorial, 12 o'clock at the Lincoln Memorial, D.C. 
this Saturday, we have some very, very powerful people that are going to be speaking. We literally have people that have messaged us from all around the world that are telling us that they're going to be with us on this Saturday. Please, this is what we're calling the March on Washington. We've got literally people coming from every walks of life that are wanting to be with us and that are going to be with us. So if you're able to come out, if anybody's able to come out that's listening, this Saturday, once again, 12 o'clock, the Lincoln Memorial is where we will begin, and that's where we will be giving our speeches and things like that, and then we'll be marching on from there. It was so great talking to Aaron on the phone, and obviously he said it best, but the real takeaway from his message for me was, number one, change is organic, and you don't necessarily have to think of yourself as a leader, and you don't have to organize anything massive to enact change. Aaron and his friends started a huge march in the nation's capital, simply by walking down the street and encouraging people to join them. Number two, vote, vote, and I cannot stress this enough, vote. Your vote makes a difference, and it's just as important to vote for your local representatives as it is for the president every four years. While it may seem small, inconsequential, and maybe not as glamorous as leading a march, a ballot in America is a source of power, and by casting your vote in each election, you are making a change. And number three, this protest at the Lincoln Memorial on Saturday is going to be a big deal. And for anyone who wants to come out and join the peaceful protest, please, please do. However, for all of the listeners who can't make it out, my next episode will be covering the event. So tune in next time to hear about this 2020 version of the March on Washington. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lilymott 0 at gmail.com or Instagram at lilymott 3 Tune in for my next episode, which will be all about Saturday's protest. But until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.